And we are back. Episode 27 of Journey to a Million. You might be wondering, why is this not episode 26? And let me tell you why. Last Friday, myself, Drew Skyberg, Zach Rausch, also here, and then Jared Valeski, the Journey to a Million squad. We were at the 1212 Sports Pub and Grill in Oshkosh at the Oshkosh Arena. We did our first live show on that Friday night, June 3rd, and it was quite the time and it just turned out great. And we, we want to thank everyone for coming and for all the support too along the way. And yeah, with that, like I said, Zach Roush and Jared Vlusky are here with me today, the Journey to Million squad. And how are you guys doing today? Doing good. Good. Awesome. And yeah, that live show, like I said, it was something else, guys. We had the trivia wheel. Zach was able to spin the trivia wheel and then we had Jared announce that Thrive Fantasy partnership by holding up that Thrive Fantasy flag. And just overall, it was a great night, you know, again. And the food was excellent, right? Would you guys go back for some cheese curds? Yeah, I would. Those fries were pretty good, too. Well, I can tell you guys for sure you are coming back June 25th, Saturday. Uh, we all are going back. The Journey to Million Squad. We're calling it a sports crew Saturday with Drew's sports crew there. And we are going to be at the Wisconsin Glow game. They're facing the Detroit Queens at home there at the Oshkosh Arena. We'll be doing a pregame show there. We'll be on around 6.15, 6.30-ish is going to be when we're on. And look, it'll be a lot of fun. We'll do halftime, postgame. We'll have players on. It'll be great time there, and it'll be just an excellent environment. We'll be on a party deck. And enough about that, though. We got to talk about some football here today. We have the offseason previews. We're continuing them. We only have a few more left here. We have the Arizona Cardinals and the Kansas City Chiefs today. So we're starting with the Arizona Cardinals. And we'll take a little break. We're going to talk a little bit about Thrive Fantasy, and then we'll go back and we'll talk about the Chiefs. So let's start with the Arizona Cardinals, and we'll start how we always do. We look at how last season went. And look, the Cardinals, it seems, in the past few years, especially last year, tail two seasons or tail two halves you know, for the season. <laughs> Right, you start off very hot, and then seemed almost the turning point was losing to the Lions in that game, and you know it just was just a tail two different halves there for the Cardinals. Starting with Jared, where would you give him a grade there? Um, I gave him a B, which might be a little high looking back. Um, like you said, they started off as one of the best teams, looked like the team to beat in the NFC, and then they kind of tailed off after that Lions game. Um, and it came down to the Rams in the postseason where they got absolutely blown out by them. Uh, we saw Kyler Murray kind of improve. Um, obviously, we thought that was going to happen because he's a young quarterback still with a lot of experience and potential. So we saw him kind of develop a little more in his game. Um, but going into next year, obviously, Hopkins is suspended. So we'll have to see what he does there if he makes that jump. But yeah, I think a B is a good grade for them. I'll give him a B minus. Um, obviously, losing to the Lions is the highlight of any season. And it's been the same the last couple of years. I don't know if Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is the answer there in Arizona. And they're going to have to figure that out if they want to compete for a championship. Yeah, this is one of those teams. Look, I'll, I might go C plus here. And, you know, no, no hard feelings, but this might be one of those teams. They're stuck in limbo. I think they're stuck. You know, you have this roster, you have talent, but. Do you have, you know, what it takes to compete against the big dogs? I don't think so. And I compare it to the Phillies in baseball, right? I think that's a great comparison. You have all this talent. You make all these signings. But, I mean, for what? I mean, for what? And that's where I think the Arizona Cardinals lie right now in the, in the NFC. 
So uh, that that's those are my questions there with this squad. I know they go eleven and six, but with how they started and just overall how they performed, you know, you would have expected more. I think is the way to say it. And with that, I mean, there's a lot of questions then going into the off season. There were for this squad, and uh, more question marks became a thing when with Hopkins, right? The suspension, which we'll talk about later, but you know, you have an older, some older guys you resign for long-term deals here. And the story, you know, Zach Ertz being one of them, a three-year contract in 2024, same with James Connor. And overall, you know, Zach, were you a fan of those signings? I know for myself, I like the Connor one more than Ertz. I know it's a running back. I know, right. Running backs. We talk about, you know, age, ages of decline and um, with that, but what, what were your thoughts on that? like the counter signing as well. Um, last year, he showed signs of going back to the form he had in Pittsburgh when he had those couple of great years. Um, the Ertz one, I know he played well in Arizona, but as you mentioned, he's getting up in age. And they did um, draft Trey McBride in the draft this year. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to go. Maybe they start running some two tight end sets or something. But I was a fan of the James Conner signing for fantasy and to help their team. Yeah, I mean, I agree with both of that. James Conner, he was kind of their running back, um, their touchdown running back last year, which uh, might be again this year, or he might see the the bulk of the carries and get the most yards. But yeah, like you said, Zach, they got Trent McB- or Trey McBride. So we might see Ertz kind of decline a little bit, or we might see a two, two tight end uh, uh, field like they, or they might do that. Yeah, I think, uh, well, with back to Connor here, I think his usage rate, I think carries, I think those are going to be up for him this year. I think that's going to be a great story for the squad. More signings, right? Colt McCoy, the GOAT, re-signed a two-year contract, <laughs> you know, locking him up. But overall, I, I guess the big thing right now, you know, with Kyler Murray, though, I, you know, there's been like some extension um, issues and overall with the contract situation, I guess with that tension, what do you guys think for the squad? And with with that, because Kyler Murray, of course, being the quarterback, who he is, and look, I mean, that's a long-term guy you want to lock up, but just with the disagreements right now, do you guys think they're going to reach some sort of deal? I know there's been, like I said, a lot of tension. So, Jared, what do you think here? Yeah, I mean, we just got drafted a few years ago. He's looking like their franchise quarterback, so they're going to try to do whatever they can to get him. Whether he wants to be there, that's another question. Any any player has their own, you know, wherever they want to be. But I think if you're the Cardinals, you got to you got to stick with them. You have some talent on your team. Um, still young too, so he's got a lot of potential. So I think you got to stick with him. Yeah, we've seen it lately. I mean, you pretty much got to pay quarterbacks whatever they want because if you don't have one, you have no chance to compete. So they got to pay Kyler what he wants, and who knows what that asking price is. I mean, we can speculate it's probably in the 40 to $45 million range. It's got to be. The Cardinals don't want to play that, but they got to. Yeah, yeah. again, it's Zach had it on the notes. You have to pay that price. More signings here. Kingsley Kiki, they get on a one-year deal. Look, sleeper one there, Zach. You and I know as as Packer fans. And uh, then we'll we'll talk more about the draft picks here in a second. But overall, I mean... Those were AJ Green. It's coming back, right? For a one on one year deal, it looked like. What are your thoughts on that? Look, receiving is going to be interesting. We'll talk about, it, of course, Marquise Brown in a second, too, but the draft. But what did you guys like 
Or what'd you guys think about AJ Green coming back? I think it's solid. Him and Marquise Brown will be their top two probably until Hopkins comes back. So I think it gives them a little more versatility on that offense. I mean, I think it gives them some uh, experience. That's about it. I don't think he's really going to contribute much at this point in his career. Yeah, I would uh, agree with that as well. Look, he seemed like he was already on decline last year, and you can only imagine it's going to get worse, but Let's go talk about the draft here for the Arizona Cardinals. And the big story was, you know, trading first round pick. Many people were like, what's going on? He got traded. And I mean, it became more clear, right, with DeAndre Hopkins. But what do you guys think about going out, Mark Game, Marquise Brown? Look, you needed a guy for six games. That's a good chunk of the season. I know people are saying it's only six games. But if you, if you think about it's it, five games. It's five, five games, games, my bad. Yeah. But it's still, regardless, it's still a good chunk of the year. And with that, they go out and get their guy. We know Lamar Jackson was not happy about it. But uh, look, I think on the Cardinals end, you can be you can be content with that guy. But I don't know. I, I don't know my thoughts on it. With it being a good chunk of the year, like I said, being right five games, I, I think you have to. But at the end of the day, I don't know if there's any other op- any other better options that you could have gotten at that same price. So. I'm content with it. Zach, where are you leaning on that trade? I mean, I think they got decent value, I guess. I'm just not a fan of the trade because I think they have other holes that they could have addressed better with that first-round pick, that receiver. Yeah, like that. Um, it's not like you're getting a DeAndre Ho- or like a, you know, Devontae Adams or a Tyree Kill, some superstar. You're getting Marquise Brown, who's who's decent. He's not a bad player. He's been the Ravens' number one besides Mark Andrews, so he's been good. But it's just like you said, Zach. I mean, you could have utilized that pick a lot better. Yeah, and with their draft too, we'll talk about. It. I I personally wasn't necessarily a big fan of this draft. I, there's some guys in here, you know, Cameron Thomas, Trey McBride. The, the first two picks they made, I was more content with. But from there. Some of the lower round guys, uh, you know, they, they got a running back too. They're in round six, but they didn't have in their defense. Uh, when you have one pick around two, two in round three, two and six, and then three and seven, there's not a lot of guys to, you know, that you can really get there that are well known or even just solid prospects. So, yeah, these guys are going to be more of, you know, projects, it seems, but overall, their draft, not necessarily a big fan of. They went out and they did get couple defensive ends. They got a lot of defense here and O-line was kind of the big focus here, but yeah, for me, not necessarily a huge fan of this draft. Jared? Yeah, I agree. I mean, they got a bunch of defense, like you said. They have some weapons. They have talent on their team. It's just a matter of fact as if, like, when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, if they can put it all together, if they can keep um, age out of the question with, like, James Conner, if he can just continue for a few more years. Um, Zach Ertz getting old. Like this team has the potential to be good, but it just depends if they can showcase all their talent this year. Yeah, this is one of those teams that I don't like the direction they're headed. I'm obviously not a Cardinals fan, but if I was one, I mean, they got Ertz who's getting old. They got Connor. They got DeAndre Watt. Hopkins. All of them are getting old. Yep, they got JJ Watt. They lost uh, Chandler Jones this offseason, too. So that's another big loss. Um, I guess I think this team is kind of heading in the wrong direction, even with the Kyler Murray's quarterback still being young. Yeah, I, like I said, I call it no man's land. I mean, this is – and I'll go back to the Phillies in baseball. Look, 
not good enough to compete in that division, not good enough to compete in that league. And that's what the Cardinals are. And you have young players. And what do you do with them? And that's the question the Cardinals are going to have to make the decisions. I mean, and the, the questions they have to answer. So I don't know what will happen here. You could, you could easily just blow this whole thing up. It'd be quite easy. But now that they kind of, they're digging a bigger hole. Cliff. Get rid of Cliff. That's, that's, that's the start. I think new front office, just ground yeah, up. Yeah, I think you stick with the players for now and just get rid of some management and then go from there probably. And my thing, you got to trade these guys. You know, it's better to trade a guy early than it is too late. And that's where I'll stick with guys like, you know, if you're going to do it with Watt, right, with Ertz. Like these guys are kind of – Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that's what you got to do to rebuild this thing. And with Zach Ertz <laughs> – Right, I mean, what what's his value going to be in year two, maybe year three? Will it's he have going, it's going right down now, from here? Will you be able to even trade him? You'll it's trade him for like a, much right now. a yeah. fourth or a fifth, maybe at best. But at best, yeah. what they get him for? They gave up like a third or fourth, didn't they? Something like that. I, I so, will yeah. give like, you that information after signing to extension. I don't even know if they they might be able to get what they gave up for him just because he kind of had a little resurgence. But they're definitely not going to gain draft capital. No, how old is he? Is he like 35, 34? 31. 31. Oh, Take okay. Owen and a 2022 fifth round pick for Earth. Fifth. They're look, they're gonna get fifth or sixth. I mean, for yeah. Earth, I think at that. Yeah, I could see like a third or fourth, probably, but so I I don't know what I think about that, but let's roll here to the schedule prediction. Are you guys ready? Yep. All right, so here are your opponents for the Arizona Cardinals in the 2022 to 2023 season. Hosting Kansas City at Las Vegas, hosting the Rams, heading to Carolina, hosting the Eagles, at Seattle, hosting New Orleans, at Minnesota, hosting Seattle, at Los Angeles to play the Rams, hosting San Francisco, at, and that game is in Mexico City, so it's, they lose the home game there, hosting the Chargers, the bye week, hosting the Patriots at Denver, hosting Tampa at Atlanta, and at San Francisco. So, Zach will go to you to start. It's a tough schedule. And yes, it is. It's a very tough schedule. Remember, they went 11 um, and 6 last year. Ah, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go 7 and 10. Okay. Yeah, I. I'm going to go here now, Jared. I, I was going eight, nine, eight, nine, nine, and eight. I was, you know, those are my, my two ranges and scheduling schedule. I got to go eight, nine. Yeah. I started that nine and eight and I bumped it to eight and nine. So I think that's what, I mean, tough to under 500. So Seahawks. consensus agrees here, not in the playoffs. Keep that in mind. Look this. And quite frankly, I think that's what this roster, you know, consists of. I think, I mean, there's still guys place, solid third fantasy interests, of course. I think 49ers jump above them. Yeah, Zach. I think third place is right. Yeah, I I think that's a good place, you know, to put them in. Not a good place, of course, for the Cardinals because, well, I think, again, I think Kingsbury was kept too long. And I I know that might sound crazy. Oh, my gosh. Look how well they did to start the year. And, but, you know, after that second. They just sent them to a big extension, didn't they? Yep. I'm pretty sure they did. So, that's where the question marks, you know, they continue because let me, let me I get guess this they up. view them a little differently than we do. And we've seen guys, right. We talk about Brian Flores getting fired after the win streak and, you know, and 
uh, arguably we see Kingsbury do the opposite thing. He ends on a losing streak and yet he stays. Sometimes that's something to do with with how they like treat the players, kind of like Visaccio when he kind of wrote them all letters, stuff like that. Maybe he has like a bond with the players and they want them to stay or something. Kingsbury's been doing the same thing since college. Like exactly, yeah. Twenty twenty seven record with Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is the year he will be signed to. Yeah, they signed so him to a huge extension. You're gonna see that. Uh, that's why. I guess it's good news for the 49ers and Rams fans. Tough time to be uh, so. an Arizona Cardinals fan. And look, if you want to rebuild that team, oh, that would be right now would be a lot of fun. But I'm afraid in a few years when they try to rebuild it, it's gonna be too late. And then we'll see. What will we see? We'll see. Um, I don't even know where to go with that. Maybe like the Texans, like and when they were like, is that a fair place to go? I, I guess the quarterback situation having like, yeah, yeah. I, I, a young quarterback, like a younger quarterback. Yeah. I think and that's might be, bad team. yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I think that yeah. might be the way to go. Or I mean, at least they got Isaiah Simmons who he's oh, shown yeah, some flashes. He hasn't put it together yet, but solid piece there, but you get some good value for, but with that, we're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we'll be talking about Thrive Fantasy. I was recently introduced to AG1, and wow, if you're someone like me who hates taking pills and vitamins, wants more energy, and wants a more optimized immune system, let me tell you why this is the perfect supplement for you. So what is this stuff, you may ask? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's all those things. And look, this is the perfect thing to start your morning routine, start your day off right with just one scoop of AG1 with some water. And let's talk about AG1. What makes it so great, you may ask? It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, right? And it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And let's talk about the price, right? You might be asking about that. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance, and with that, you know, that's going to save you money, right? It costs you less than $3 a day while you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit, which I do have. I do love my coffee, but uh, talk about what the founder did here. He created Athletic Greens after experience how difficult it was to create an optimal nutritional routine on your own, and I can attest to that. It is extremely difficult on a day-by-day basis. Athletic Greens, they also have over 7,000 five-star reviews, so you know you are getting the best when it comes to Athletic Greens. And also, they're they're a climate-neutral certified company, so you know they care about the environment. And for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. And right now, it is just time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Look, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one year supply free of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging, A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S dot com forward slash emerging, E M E R. 
G-I-N-G. And that is to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Episode 27 resumes on the podcast as we have our second team to cover. But first, we got to talk about Thrive Fantasy. Look, as we announced at the start of the episode and last Friday, we are officially partnered with Thrive Fantasy. Use promo code J2M, but you got to come prop up with us there on Thrive Fantasy. And you might be wondering, what is Thrive Fantasy? Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. And with Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the match like Zach. Zach's not the you know, most knowledgeable NBA guy, but he knows Steph Curry, right, Zach? I know who that is. He See, makes a lot of shots. He knows that, and he can take his points line tonight, which is points line. We're talking about NBA Finals Game 3. So if you missed out on Game 3, you got to sign up. Use promo code J2M for Game 4. But you can then for the contest here, there are 10 out of 20 available player prop lines that you will choose it. And that's how you're going to build your lineup here. It's got best of both worlds in it. You got the over-under aspect plus the lineup aspect all in one there. And each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. And you're going to try to hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of that prize pool. And look, if you want to join us on the journey to a million, Thrive has awarded over $13 million in total. So think about that. You could be a part of the journey to a million. You could already complete your journey to a million with that. And like I said, you got to use promo code J2M when you sign up today and you will receive 100% instant first deposit match up to $100 plus two free contest entries when you deposit at least $10 and four free tickets when you deposit $100. So you got to download the Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or the Play Store or by visiting the website www.thrivefantasy.com. So sign up and begin your journey to a million today. And with that, we're going to talk about what we are doing for game three of the finals. So, Jared, I know you entered a contest. You took advantage of J2M. Are you enjoying all the perks again, those free contest entries and that deposit match? Well, of course. I mean, I deposited $100, so I got $100 free. And I also got four $20 free entries, which you guys could as well if you use code J2M. So I entered into a, a $20. It would be free, basically. $20 contest for NBA. And um, I have five lines for for one game entries. It only asks for five lines and then also two ice picks, which are like if it's tied, then it'll come down to like it's like a tiebreaker kind of a thing. So you take two other picks um, and whatever points, however many points they are worth, um, whoever has the most points, if it is a tiebreaker, will end up ta- like breaking the tiebreaker. So do you want me to go into some of my lines? Let's I hear it. I, I want to okay. hear more. So the way that this works is the riskier the line, the like the more points it's worth. So Kevon Looney's points or rebounds tonight are 10 and a half. And if you take the over, you get 110 points. And if you take the under, you get 90 points. So I took the over. I thought maybe he could get a few extra. So I have that Draymond Green over four, uh, four and a half assists. That's worth 80 points. Andrew Wiggins over six and a half point or rebounds and assists. That's worth 85. Then Marcus Smart. I not sold on him, but I have him over points and assists. That's 100 points. The over and under were both 100. Same as Derek White. I have him over four, uh, 15 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. And then my two ice picks, I have Steph Curry over 27 and a half points, 95 points. And then Al Horford over eight and a half or under eight and a half total rebounds at 110 points. So maximum 475 points. 
love to hear that. And like, like Jared was kind of mentioning with the points. So if a player, you get more points for it, it's, it's more of an underdog pick, right? So, you know, it means that they're the more likely outcome is going to award you less points. That's just how it is. So to tie it into baseball here, they'll throw home run lines in there. You bet that I fantasy does that. If you like betting on home runs, daily fantasy, nowhere else you can do that really. Like you, they, you don't have that option on prize picks to do an individual one. You don't have that option on underdog. Only you have that option here on Thrive Fantasy, though. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was on that point five home runs. You got a, you got 140 points, I believe, if he did 60, if you took the under. I and took the over. You got it right then, Jared. You got 140 points with that. That's where I was going with it. But Zach, Zach is, you know, very new to the daily fantasy world, and he just got on Thrive Fantasy, and he already knows what he's doing, which is something, you know, like, like we mentioned at the live show, technology might not be his strong suit, but Thrive Fantasy, he's he's doing it, right, Zach? Yeah, very easy use. Just entered my uh, first three-leg parlay in the house prop section. Makes a little bit of uh, basketball for game or game three, and then a little bit of baseball for the Red Sox-Angels game tonight. There you go. And look, myself, I've done some LB contests here. I, I did one actually last night. Unfortunately, did not win, but I was by place. I was very close to winning. I believe I was seventh or eighth. So, you know, you might you can't win them all, but look, the payouts are great too. We we got to mention that Zach was doing house props. They have the highest payouts payouts on any of the fantasy daily fantasy things with a two leg parlay payout three point six times. So, for example, you know the competitors they do it three times. So you'll get. For five dollars, you'll you'll get fifteen dollars if your two leg parlay hits. Not on Thrive. You get for your five dollar one, you get eighteen dollars. You know, if you just keep multiplying that, right? A ten dollar one, you get thirty six, right? I mean, the deals go on. Uh, this is just this is what we call the perfect daily fantasy sports app for you. And with that, you know, that's this is the app we're rolling with right now. We love it. And yeah, Zach took a little bit of my my house props. I did have. J.D. Martinez over 1.5 total bases. And then I did have some lines in the finals as well. Hopefully Marcus Smart goes over on points. I, I know Jared and I were you know, contemplating that one a little bit. Wiggins on rebounds, five and a half also. So this is what we're rolling with with game three and a little bit of baseball, but you do not want to miss out for game four. So please use promo code J2M. We have the link on our Instagram. We have it. It'll be linked in this episode as well. So there's a lot of places where you can find it or just reach out to one of us on our socials, which we will have as well. So I guess that wraps up our talk here on Thrive. And let's go talk now about the Kansas City Chiefs. So this offseason, well, first the past season, of course, we got to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Interesting story. You know, I mean, you're went away from the Super Bowl and you come up short to the Bengals, but I mean, the expectations are high. You know, of course, when you have Patrick Mahomes under center, they're going to be high. But where would you guys rank them or grade them here? You know, with a championship or bust kind of, you know, almost, I mean, that, that's what it is when you have the talent they have or they had last year too. That for me, I'm going to start with the grading here. I still, like, I mean, there's some questions at the start of the year with them. I'll go B. I mean, maybe even B minus expectations there were not met and at the end of the day. I mean, you can't get an A for that. So, I'll go B here. Jared, we'll go to you. I had B minus. I thought the same way you did. I mean, they had high expectations, obviously winning the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. 
Um, all Chiefs fans, I know a few obviously are expecting them to make it to the Super Bowl every year, and especially with Mahomes, and now you lost Tyreek Hill, but they got a few other key pieces in the offseason, which we'll touch on. But yeah, just last season was kind of a disappointment for uh, the Chiefs fans going into the season, thinking they were going to make the Super Bowl again and falling out, coming up just a little short. I'll give them a B plus. Um, as we said at the beginning of the year, everyone was pretty surprised with how um, they looked as a team. They looked kind of sloppy, weren't winning games. Games they should have blown out the opponent were close games. But then as the season went on, we saw that revamped O-line start to mesh together again. Obviously, they have Creed Humphrey. They got um, was it Tyrone Smith. I think the, that other guard that they drafted last year, so they have some young pieces on that O-line that it's going to be solid for years to come. And then obviously the playoffs, I mean, AFC Championship game was one of the top four teams left. I guess it's not Super Bowl, but it's still pretty good. So I'm going to give them a B plus. That's, that's also a nice way to look at it too, Zach. And look, this offseason was wild. I, I know like it was a lot of question marks. What are you going to do? And then surprises happened. Tyreek Hill being the big one, of course, going to Miami, the Dolphins, they get a big, big payout for that in terms of draft capital and, of course, more cap room as well. And what they're able to really take advantage of that, which we'll talk about the drafts, the draft stuff there. But first, we got to talk about, you know, the guys they sign, right? Marquez Valdez Scantling from the Packers goes there. That's an awesome fit. Look with Valdez Scantling being kind of home run, long ball receiver and he goes to arguably one of the best quarterbacks to do it so you know overall i mean that 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 seemed like a perfect fit there for mvs uh zach what are your thoughts on the mvs signing yeah like the signing um i'm looking to see mahomes spread the ball out a lot this year they got instead of having the one bona fide number one receiver like Tyree killing the task they have a multitude of different um guess smaller name receivers but that can still fit together well, like Juju, MVS, drafted Sky Moore. Um, I think the stuff Nicole Hardman. So they have a variety of weapons this year instead of um, kind of just Tyree Kill and then just kind of guys filling in behind them. I mean, I still think they do have a top guy in Travis Kelsey. He's still going to get uh, most of the I, targets. Yeah, I was talking like receivers. receivers. Obviously, yeah. Kelsey get his fair share of targets. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Juju and MVS kind of go one and two, I would guess. And then Hardman is obviously is there. Um, and do they still have uh, Pringle? Is he still on their team? No, Pringle's gone. He's gone? Okay. He went to the Bears, so, yeah. Yeah, originally I said that this team was, uh, I think I even mentioned at our live show, that they were, they were one of my losers during the offseason because they lost uh, Tyreek Hill, who was one of their, obviously their best receiver. But now that I'm looking back, they did, they filled in that gap pretty well and they got better. Obviously they had a good draft and they had, I mean, they still have some great talent on that team. So I kind of like where this team is headed and I don't think they're much of a loser in this off season. I, yeah, for the draft is what, you know, gives me like really hope with this squad, you know, um, historically great franchises, right? When you have long, longevity if you have longevity in the nfl dynasty right you're doing something right in the draft at the end of the day i mean it really comes down into that look how the patriots we always talk about that how they were able to you know have that sort of dynasty See how the should Packers, talk about that this year should talk about the patriots after this year's draft cole strange yeah that was a interesting pick there um 
<laughs> but uh, looking at it though, with the Chiefs, I mean, this draft was a great one. Um, but also, you know, you get Juju Smith-Schuster to the other story from the Steelers. That's going to be a great fit for fantasy. We'll talk about, you know, fantasy impact after, of course, the record predictions, how we roll here. But overall, was there any sort of signing that kind of went under the radar that you were looking at, Zach, and being like, this one might work out? Um, Justin Reed, I guess. Um, kind of fills in for uh, Matthew in that secondary. Um, he's a little bit younger. Probably hasn't had well. He hasn't had the um, career success that Matthews had, but I think he can take some a couple steps forward with the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I like I like that there. Uh, let's go to the draft now. So, with this draft for the Kansas City Chiefs, he had a lot of picks, and with a lot of picks, they got a lot of guys who we were like, "Hey, we like," especially in the draft preview. You know, going through it. With Caden, I mean, a lot of these names are like, okay, well, we, we like this guy. This guy was mocked in the teens. Started with Trent McDuffie, a guy who was, you know, mocked as early as the mid-first round, you know, going in the in, in the teens. Like I said, you get him at 21 out of Washington. He's going to be he's gonna be a stud getting him there. And then, you know, getting more of a pro- – I'm not going to say a project, but a guy who might, might be a few years before he develops, George Karloftis out of Purdue – at 30, and uh, you know you know the value with the edge, right? Getting him at 30, certainly a good value there. And then Sky Moore, getting your receiver, 54th overall, getting out of Western Michigan, solid prospect there too. Leo Chanel, too, also out of Wisconsin, linebacker. You know, we, we like Jared and I, especially Wisconsin football fans, maybe not basketball fans, but uh, overall, I guess, a solid. I mean, top to bottom, I like this draft. Uh, Zach. I'll go back to you here right away. How would you, I mean, how would you grade this draft I, to throw a grade in there? Maybe I know we usually don't grade drafts here, but this is one of those drafts. I feel like we have to grade. Uh, I'd probably give it like a B B minus range. I'm not a big fan of the Kurloftis um, pick just because I think he has to work on um, kind of some diversity in his pass, pass rush moves. But I do like the Trent McDuffie um, pick, obviously getting one of the top corners in the draft. After losing uh, Traverius Ward, I think that'll help kind of um, keep the secondary where it needs to be for another Super Bowl run. Yeah, I think this team just needs to focus on, like they did in the draft, they got McDuffie. Um, The main focus, I think, for this team is trying to get the ball back into Mahomes, uh, Mahomes' hands. They have a great offense. They got Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, questionable running back, obviously with Edwards Alaire, but well, I don't know about him really. But just getting the ball back into Mahomes' hands is like the key for them. So the, obviously their first two picks were defense, and they went with a receiver, and then their next two picks were also defense. So I think they're looking to do that a little more. Yeah, I think that's going to be the way for this Chiefs squad to go. And before, you know, do we have, do you guys have any other thing you want to talk about before we do the record predictions? Uh, All right, so. let's roll it here. Kansas City Chiefs schedule. Here it is. At Arizona, hosting Los Angeles, the Chargers at Indianapolis, then the Colts at Tampa Bay, hosting Las Vegas, hosting Buffalo at San Francisco, the bye week. Tennessee Titans hosting them. Jacksonville Jaguars, they're hosting them too. At Los Angeles, the Chargers hosting the Rams at Cincinnati, at Denver, 
at Houston, hosting Seattle, hosting Denver, then at Las Vegas. So again, tougher schedule, but you're in a tough division. So that's just how it is at the end of the day. I will go first. I will say, I think I'll go 11 and six. Drew stealing my record prediction. Stealing my record too. This is the second straight team. Actually, We're all going 11 and six. Yeah. They, I think they're going to finish second. I think you think that too, Zach behind the chargers. Yep. And this is a playoff team though, of course, with 11 and six, have them there. And of course, you know, if they make the playoffs, you know, they, they, they could easily make it out of the, make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, this, this team, Super Bowl contender still, I think. I mean, I, I still think that with any of these, when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, I think, you know, you can't count him out a game. So that's where I, I'd stand with them. But I think 11 and six is a regular season record that they will be ha- having. So let's talk how about some years, fantasy outlook. Go ahead. How, how many years do you guys think Andy Reid is going to stay coaching? I think, say they win the Super Bowl this year, I think he might be done. Oh, I say if they if they um, fall short of expectations, I think he could be done this year. Really? I, I mean, I'll yeah. take an opposite approach to Jared. He's getting I, up there in age, and yeah. uh, Eric Bieniemy might be a. Uh, he isn't winning anywhere else, so we'll see. Maybe he's going to be the next uh, think, head coach there. Yeah, I think a change of scenery might help. Might might help this team, and which might sound you know Andy Reid's been a, a phenomenal coach with this time in Kansas City, but. You know, that, that doesn't last forever. So I, you, that, that could be something to look at. Do you think he stays in the organization kind of like Bruce Arians did, but just like steps down as head coach? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think he's old to, enough yeah. where he has to like, let's like separate himself from the sport. I think he can stay with them, but just. Well, he's like what, 70, 71, something like that, 70? Yeah, he's up there, but maybe just really. Andy Reid. Yeah. He is. 64, Zach. You are oh, not nice. He could, way, uh, who's, he could go for a few oh, more years. Is that, is that Pete Carroll that's 70? There's one head coach at so. 70. Pete Carroll. Now Zach's making me look up ages <laughs> of head coaches. He is, in fact, 70. He turns 71 September 15th. Yeah, that must have been who I was thinking about. Zach, so, Zach's a Seahawks fan. <laughs> I forgot. That's right. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some fantasy outlook now. Uh, we're going to start with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, that's the big question mark. Where would you guys draft him is my first thing. And are you even looking to draft him? Yeah, once again, like what we talked about with uh, split well, backs, I wouldn't, I would not be drafting him. <laughs> Maybe I a mean, third round or like a, a third running back at best. No, I no, I'll draft him as a backup. Maybe that's it. No. No. I think there's reports coming out that uh, Ronald Jones is going to be involved in this backfield. And um, I think they still have Daryl uh, Williams, who yeah. is one of Reed's favorites. So I think this might be a three running back backfield. And that's what I'm saying. Nothing you want to be a part of in fantasy. For a fantasy team, you don't really want to have a, a, a back that's not only split back, but sharing with two others. So, like you said, maybe a, a solid backup, but I'd say a, a really strong third stw- third string, maybe a flex player. Yeah, I'd see if there's injuries or something that all changes, but as of right now, the I'll highest say is no thanks. No thanks. Yeah. I, I will pass. But, you know, another guy, you know, and I tend to always go higher on tight ends. Like, I, I always want to end up with a top tight end. That's just who I am. So, 
you know, Travis Kelsey might be one of those guys. And uh, how high would you guys draft him? I guess is my question. Would you draft him? Uh, you know, it, it would like mid, in a, let's say 10 team league, right? Middle eight, second round, maybe is the word. Would you go any higher with that? Or, and also my other thing was, are you taking Mark Andrews over Travis Kelsey? No to that. So I've, been, I've been doing some mock drafts and uh, Kelsey is going like end of the first round for 12 team leagues. Really? So he's going around wow. that like that's a premium. Huh. That's where he went last year as well. I, um, I'm, he's not worth. Normally what I, I do is. I tight end's worth it. Yeah, I normally wait until a pick. tight end comes off the board first and then say Kelsey goes first. Then I'll jump the on George Kittle yeah. or I'll go yeah. Mark Andrews, get a top one right away. I would take Mark Andrews over. Same here. Um, yeah, Travis Kelsey. Oh, over Kelsey. Oh, I'm taking Andrews yeah. over Kelsey. I'm with Zach. No, I really? will stay. Andrews firm. is my tight end. Well, with that offense, year. with that offense, he's like going to be their target. You're yep. right. He's their key offensive piece, I think, in the passing game for the Ravens. So that might I be a, a good I think he has more, um, like, his yards after, or, I don't know, yards after catch, but, like, average. His I've average had Andrews is, every, has like, more almost. Upside, I think. I've had him almost every year I've been in fantasy. I've always had Mark Andrews and he's always produced, but he always has those weeks where he has like two, yeah. two points. But that's like, I mean, you basically. can be, you'll be giving up a second, probably second rounder for him this year. Yeah. So Juju Smith just is my last guy, right? And he's, he's mocked and ranked with guys of this caliber, Devonte Smith. Um, I'll throw TJ Hawkinson in there. Robert Woods. These are guys he's with like in, in this range. And also DeAndre Hopkins, because Hopkins is going. So my, my question here is with Juju. Would you take Juju over all those guys there in that range, or would you go a different way? I'm going to consider I it. A, I think that's a good range for him. I, I think yeah. so, too. I think Juju, and that, that has him at wide receiver 37 in that range in the late 30s, Ooh, which yeah. might seem kind of you know like um, low. I, I mean, guess like 37 seems like a higher number, I guess, is the way I want to say it. You know, I think he could be even in the top. What thing about with the offense? I think he could simply be a top thirty receiver. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. After like injuries, obviously are going to happen. There's going to be some receivers that disappoint. Um, just kind of miss some games, whatever it is. I think we could see Juju being around um, a wide receiver twenty, twenty five, something like that. Yeah, especially with Mahomes going from yeah Ben Roethlisberger to Patrick Mahomes is. A huge upgrade, so he can make a huge jump. He doesn't have to compete with Claypool and Johnson and Kansas City yeah. either. Obviously, he still has MVS and Sky Moore, but it's mm-hmm. not the same level of competition. True. Sky Moore, then you you mentioned it, Zach. That's the last last guy we want to talk about, right? Well, I so in a redraft league, right? We're not talking dynasty here. We're talking redraft leagues, as our redraft league for joining a million is out so you know reach out to us on our social medias for that information but yeah sky more back to him where would you you know would you is, is this a guy you guys would look to draft i don't even know like will he might get drafted for like the bench range right you know in a redraft but what, do you have an interest in picking him up or would you go another rookie rider wide receiver i personally you know if i can get one of the some of the other rookie wide receivers i might be going that way or even if I can get a guy like DJ Chark, right? If he can, if I can get him to fall down in that range, I think I'd go that that way. But what are your thoughts on maybe picking up Sky Moore in a redraft? I think Moore is probably gonna be one of those guys that 
um, like at the end, like rounds 15 or something like that, you just take a flyer. Hopefully it turns into something. If not, it doesn't really matter because it's one of the last rounds. I can see I him as kind of a yeah of of like a Amon Ross St. Brown, kind of like last year. Um, I remember taking him in like the 17th round just to throw a guy on my team for good depth, and he ended up being a great player. So I think he can go around that range, and maybe he'll you never know. Maybe he'll blossom into a, Wait, a star one day. Did you keep Amon Ra on your roster all season? No, I didn't. I dropped okay. him after like week four. <laughs> Yeah. I was confused too. I yeah. was gonna ask. I was like, "There's no way you stashed him." We're like, "I knew this was happening." Uh, yeah, no, because that, yeah, especially with Jared Goff, Sky Moore. Right I, I personally, I just think there's better flyers. But again, if you know he's the flyer, you see, go for it. I, I still would go. Like I mentioned, I still like DJ Chark in Detroit. I still like that one a lot. But yeah, I guess to round out, is there any other thoughts you guys have here on the Kansas City Chiefs? No. All right, so I'm gonna throw a lot of social media stuff now out. Instagram, Drew Sports Crew, Twitter, Drew Sports Crew, new social medias, of course. And yeah, for the journey to a million, make sure to join our fantasy football league. It's all in those social medias for information to join. You can reach out to us, Jared Bleski, Zach Rausch, and myself, Drew Skyberg, for that. And yeah, um, that'll wrap up here now on this Friday morning. So thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew Sports Crew, the journey to a million, the perfect podcast for you.